Eagles fans, come on into the post-game show presented by Rico. I'm Gabriella DiGiovanni here with Fran Duffy and Ike Reese. What an afternoon here in South Philadelphia. The Eagles returned home. It was a chance to pick up their first win at home here at Lincoln Financial Field. And they didn't get it done. It was a good game. It was a close game. It was tied up until those final seconds. But they still lost. Yeah. You know, this is one of those ones that uh, as players, coaches, you have a hard time sleeping after this one because you know you put forth a good effort. You had a good week of uh, preparation. The guys came out ready to play. I love the game plan on both sides of the ball. It really was the uh, recipe for a win today. Yep. They just couldn't get the play that they needed late in the game. And I think defensively, they couldn't come up with the big play late in the game. I thought the offense answered the bell when they needed to. We ran the ball with consistency. Jalen, I thought, was tremendous uh, in the fourth quarter on those two drives where he was able to tie the ball game up. Um, but in a game like this against a team like the Chargers, we just needed one more play defensively, and I think they would have been able to come out with a W. Especially those last two drives. Yeah. You, know, you look at those last two, uh, third downs were critical down the stretch here for this Eagles defense, just could not get off the field, and we'll kind of go a little bit play-by-play -play here down the stretch, but uh, just unfortunate, like Ike said, just unable to make that one final play to get the ball back into the offense's hands late. We're going to keep digging into all of this right here on the show as we welcome in our Eagles insider who's over at Lincoln Financial Field, Dave Spadaro. Welcome on. We just started scratching the surface here. Obviously, a loss is a loss, but certainly some bright spots to take away from today, one being that run game. What did you think about the job that the Eagles did on the ground today? Uh, yeah, they, they ran the ball well. They had really good balance. At one point in the first half, they had 24 of 27 plays that ended up running the football. Uh, and, and that's encouraging, but what got the offense going was the pass game. So good balance, uh, a lot of positives from this. I'm, I'm going to go back to a couple of earlier plays. You guys were talking about late plays. Early first drive, Dallas Goddard open, couldn't connect on a pass from Jalen Hurts. And then at the end of the first half, Devontae Smith open in the back of the end zone, couldn't make the connection. So that came back to haunt the Philadelphia Eagles, who played really hard. It was a great football game. Awesome atmosphere here. The fans totally into it. Uh, just as you guys said, you know, just couldn't couldn't get the last stop and get the football back. Dave, one big highlight offensively, the rookie first-round pick, Devontae Smith, made some crucial receptions uh, really throughout the course of the game. A, bu a bunch early on and then down the stretch, a couple of huge ones. Obviously, the touchdown late as well. What, what did Devontae look like up close in person down the field? He looks like what he always looks like, Fran. He's, yeah. he's open. Uh, he's, he's got great route running ability. He separates perfectly. I mean, the quick feet. You know, the only thing about Devontae in this first nine games, he's had a drop here and there, which is really unusual, and I don't think that's going to be an issue at all. But today he was on point as expected. And also the Chargers missing some of their top cornerbacks. So the Eagles were able to take advantage of that and really get the offense going. Again, it, it, as I look at things, good balance but you need to have chunk plays, and the Eagles were able to get that going in the passing game in the second half. Yeah, the biggest thing for me, Dave, when I look at the defensive side of the football is that um, they had some nice stops on fourth down, you know, down there in the, near the goal line, able to uh, stop the Chargers from scoring early in the first half. Then another opportunity, I believe, in the second quarter when they got a, a big stop on uh, fourth down. But they couldn't come up with the turnover when they needed to. And it seemed like when Justin Herbert had to make a play through the air, we just couldn't find a way to come up with the play defensively. What did you think of the game plan uh, from a defensive standpoint today? Yeah, yeah it's interesting. I, I think we, we understand the template here from Jonathan Gannon and from likely most defensive coordinators. You win when your defensive line takes over and we saw that last week six quarterback sacks in Detroit the Eagles D-line took over and you can do a lot of things on the back end well today you know the Chargers did a nice job up front and when the Eagles did have pressure on Herbert he showed why he's a special talent it also did not help the Eagles that Darius Slay was out of the game for as long as he was with that hamstring injury so you know I agree with you you wanted to get a takeaway but Herbert had time in the pocket he was able to roll. He made some great throws. The one down the field to Mike Williams, that diving catch was terrific. Keenan Allen was a weapon in this game. And then Herbert ran that last drive to absolute perfection, fueled by the run game and an offense that wasn't afraid to go for it on fourth down. 
And Dave, adding to that too, uh, all the rotation in the secondary, uh, you had Avante Maddox kind of in and out of the game. So we saw Andre Chachere early on. We saw a lot of Marcus Epps in the slot. Uh, I was interested to see if you saw anything else live that we missed here on TV. Yeah, saw a lot of Zach McPherson in yep. this game. Uh, Davion Taylor at the linebacker position was all over the field. So there's really good growth from some of those young players who are being forced into action because of injuries. And the Eagles hung in there today. I just, you know, it's just a good football team came to South Philadelphia today and, and, and beat the Eagles. And no shame at all here. Just tough that the Eagles couldn't find a way to get off the field at the end. Yeah, and they weren't going to win this game, Dave, by being in a shootout. So I, I love the game plan coming into the game. They wanted to stay committed to the run, uh, keep that Chargers offense on the sideline. They were able to do that. Only eight total possessions for both teams. Eight possessions in a football game in today's age. That means somebody's running the ball. What would you think of Jordan Howard, Boston Scott, that offensive line in the running game? And do you think that is something that we can, we can uh, count on seeing moving forward, this type of commitment to the running game? Yeah, I think like we talked about this uh, on the pregame show um, earlier on the radio that you do have a chance here to build off what you did last week. And last week, the Eagles ran the football with great confidence. Today, they ran the football with great physicality, great confidence. And I think moving forward, that is a staple in this offense. You know that you can run the football. Now, it's going to get a little bit more difficult. The Chargers came into this game as the worst defense in the league against the run. So... Yeah, uh, but you certainly have something to build on here. Physical play, two different styles with Boston Scott and Jordan Howard. Kenny Gainwell ran well in the uh, between the tackles in the red zone. You can run the football, yes, and I think the Eagles will employ that tact offensively moving forward. Again, though, you still got to get the pass game going, and that's really what got the points on the board. In the first half, all those runs added up to 10 points. You need to have more than 10 points generally in today's NFL in the first half to have a lead. All right, Dave, well, we're going to keep chipping away at this game here on the show. Thanks so much for your time. All right, guys, take care. All right, Dave mentioned that run game, and I, you started talking about the offensive line. I think a bright spot on this team has been the offensive line, all things considered. When you think about the young talent and, quite honestly, the inexperience across that line, Landon Dickerson, we've talked about him the past few weeks now. He is a rookie, and he didn't play much in camp. Um, he's playing well, and they're a huge part, obviously, in why this run game has been successful so far. And it's been great to see, you know, Jeff Stoutland. We know we've been fortunate enough to have him here whew, almost a decade now uh, to help lead us to a Super Bowl championship in 2017 with the number one rushing team in the league. Uh, you look at this offense right now, the offensive line is the best unit to me. You know, they may not have the biggest names and, and the most sexy names, but I think when you look at man for man and what they're asked to do every week, I love what they've been doing. And I love the fact that they put the onus of the offense on this offensive line shoulders. And for the last two, two and a half weeks, that uh, the Raiders game kind of got away from them. But I like what they've done the last two weeks. They've stayed with it, and they've clearly shown the ability to move the chains. And I know Dave wants more points on the board, but this is a 60-minute football game. And when you start throwing the ball early in the game and you're not having success, you know what you're doing? You're on the sideline watching the other team's offense go up and down the field on your defense. I like what we did in the first half of this game. It controlled the clock. Uh, you look at the time of possession in that first half, it was basically even. And that's why the score was the way it was. The Eagles even had the lead at halftime. With a team like the Chargers, you got to make this a four-quarter game. You can lose the game in the first half. You can't win it in the first half. Yeah, they had two punts to open the game with a three out of their first five drives, including that one three and out uh, early in the second half. I think when you look at the offensive line, it really comes down to two things with this run game. Number one, they're going to lean on their zone runs where those guys are just moving people off the ball. So that gets into the talent standpoint and those guys and what they're doing up front. But then you get into the schematics and the X's and O's. And I thought we saw a lot more multiplicity from the Eagles in this game. We saw not just the zone runs, but we saw some designed quarterback runs for Jalen Hurts. We saw the read option game where Jalen Hurts was was either giving it off or keeping the ball. And then we also saw some offensive linemen pulling. We saw tackle power. We saw counter. We saw various different gap schemes. So when you start checking off the boxes about the different kinds of runs, keeping the Chargers on their toes, the multiplicity in the run game really stood out to me in this one as well. There's definitely a lot of layers to the run game today, which I think is why that they have been successful. You know, you look at last week, they rushed for 200 yards. Today, 176. Uh, but I think
think a huge part of that is what Fran is saying. You know, when they would be in certain situations and Jordan Howard would run on, you know that they had a plan in place for Jordan Howard. That's why you put him here, there in that position. The same thing with that Kenny Gainwell touchdown. He was put there for a reason. There was a design specifically for Kenny Gainwell. So one that is confidence that's growing in that offensive line, but also starting to learn the backs that you now have in Boston Scott, Kenny Gainwell, and Jordan Howard, how to best deploy them and uh, what the offense can get out of them, I think is why they have been so successful because the offense, I felt like today for the first time, looked very settled yeah. and confident in the game plan. And I love the, the style of the runners that we have in there now. You know, Miles Sanders is our top back, and when he gets healthy, he's going to be in there. But he can take a little bit of a lesson from what he's seeing his, his uh, teammates do, and that's being decisive. Get downhill. The one thing about Boston Scott and Jordan Howard, they know who they are as runners. When you have yep. the ability and the skills of Miles Sanders, you have the ability to hit a home run at any point. So then the, the, the gift can be a curse, right? Because then you're looking for that sure. home run as opposed to just looking for positive blades of grass. Mm -hmm. And that's what you're getting from Boston and, and Jordan Howard. They aren't home run hitters, and they know they aren't home run hitters. They're trying to get downhill right now, and they're going to take whatever yards that are available to them. They run tough, so they, they're not easy to bring down. So some of the runs I see with Howard and Boston out there, they don't even look like they're real holes there. But the fact that they're going forward and that offensive line knows all they have to do is continue to get that push, they're able to make a three-yard run into a seven-yard run or a six-yard run. And I think moving forward, that's something that all the running backs can take note of. I do think the one thing, if we're going to spin this forward a little bit, uh, and I think Ike, Ike is right. I think this is going to be the identity of this offense moving forward. I think that's one thing we've seen. They've been really consistent these last two weeks offensively centered around the run game. So if they continue to build off that. The thing is, and when you have those positive runs, you're not getting tackled behind the line of scrimmage. The running backs are getting downhill. You're getting ahead of the sticks. But you're going to face third downs. It's not going to be like last week against Detroit where you're running for first downs every other carry. You're going to have – third and threes, third and fours, third and fives. When those situations occur, you have got to have answers. Today, the Eagles went eight for 12 on third down. That's big. That's, that's something that was a big part of the reason why they were in this game late. But when you look at the way they achieved those first downs, it was nine different dropbacks, nine passes here on third down. You had two incompletions, the one to Dallas Goddard on that opening drive that Dave alluded to where he missed the touchdown, once to Devontae Smith in the end zone. That could have been a touchdown. And then you had the third down sack to Joey Bosa. So you had those three dropbacks. After that, guys, it was six scramble drills where when you have those scramble drills, yeah, there are some good things that can happen, but that is very hard to sustain. So that is, that's just one thing to watch here moving forward. Can they continue to find ways to execute on third down because those scramble drills, they, they can look fun and you can, you can move the chains and that's big. You obviously want to use Jalen Hurts' legs, but sometimes those are going to work and other times they're not going to. Here today, they worked more often than not. So that was a good thing, but just something to watch moving forward. That will be important for this offense. You have to remember what Dave mentioned earlier, of course. The Chargers ranked at the bottom of the league in run defense. So good on the Eagles yep. in capitalizing and taking advantage of that. But obviously, they're not going to always be against a defense like that um, and who's not really built or prepared for yep. a strong run game. So we can't forget that. Uh, but I think another bright spot on this offense, you mentioned him in the, at the start of the show, Ike, is, of course, Jalen Hurts. I thought today was a huge step forward for him. I thought he looked very settled. I thought he made good decisions. I thought the decision-making wasn't decisions that he was making um, because he was scattered or right. he was unsure. I thought that they were very decisive decisions, and I thought he used his legs when he had to, um, and he wasn't trying to make something out of nothing. Yeah, good complimentary football today when you look at the offensive game plan. Obviously, they wanted to come in and establish the run, and then we're going to get the play-action pass off of the run game. Uh, I thought Jalen got off to a little bit of a slow start. You know, a couple plays there. I know he wants back. We keep bringing up the Goddard play yep. and the Devontae Smith play. He didn't have a ton of throws in that first half. I thought where he really showed up was late in the game. Yep. When they needed him, when they needed him to extend drives, he made a couple decisions when he ran the ball where he could have easily gone out of bounds to preserve his body. But he realized we, we need a first down to yeah, keep no this doubt. drive going. And he was smart enough to do that. So, And that's where the gamer in him 
comes to life, you know? Uh, and that's, that's the good thing about Jalen as a player and as a competitor. Things may not look great early in the game. They may not go as planned early in the game, but you put him in a tight football game late, and he's going to find ways to at least give you an opportunity to win. And that's what he was able to do. Love the fact that he was out there fighting and battling. Would have liked to have seen him get the ball one more time yep. to see if he could go down there fun. and score. But uh, this is this his his skill set is 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 going to benefit this offense the best late in games, right? It's late in games when you got the little phonetic play and you may need a little helter skelter uh, type of extensions out there. He's going to be able to do that to you. It's tough to live off of that for four quarters, sixty minutes, but late in the game when you need somebody to step up, he's going to have the ability to do it. I mean, as a defensive player, are you tired of chasing Man, that guy? Yes. Yes. Quarter, you chase yes. that guy around. You don't like. They don't like that. <laughs> Yes. I, I think, too, one big thing that we've seen them, you know, we talked about the run game and how that's big. Play action has been really good for Jalen Hurts. And, and Ella, you referenced how he's looking decisive on some of these throws. Well, when you have play action, those, those throws tend to be more defined. They tend to be more clear windows. You've got linebackers yeah. stepping up. You're stretching the defense with something vertical down the field. We've seen that to Dallas Goddard in the weeks past. This, this week, it seemed to be Devontae Smith who was on the other end a lot of those play-action passes. And I think it's interesting, it's going to be interesting to see as Jalen Hurts continues to develop how they use his weapons. We saw uh, Jalen Rager was utilized quite a lot earlier in the season. Obviously, he's been working his way back from injury, but we didn't see much of him tonight. A lot of the load was on the run game in Devontae Smith. Uh, a few passes there to Goddard and Quez Watkins, of course, too. But as he becomes more decisive how will that allow the game plan to evolve when you know that he can throw from the pocket he is more accurate and then he relies on his legs when needed i think the more consistent he is the more comfortable they're going to be with giving him more to do i love that last touchdown to Devonte smith yep. he was, i don't know if Jalen was forced to stay in the pocket he sat there he went through his progressions and i mean he delivered a a, a seed to Devonte smith right in stride, allowed Devontae to catch that ball and then run in for a touchdown, arguably his best throw of the game. And the fact that he was in the pocket with a little bit of chaos around him and he didn't bail out of the pocket, that's what we're talking about. You, When you see those colors around your feet or what have you, sometimes you can get happy feet. And that's what they mean by quarterbacks who get happy feet. The first time they see the opposite color, they're ready to get out of the pocket. I thought on that play – he had opposite colors around him. He stood in there and delivered, a, like I said, a seed to Devontae Smith in stride. I think that allowed Devontae to be able to run and get in the end zone. And that's the thing. I think when people think about, oh, what you have to do for a quarterback, oh, we want to do run game and play action and define the throws, that that's a knock on the quarterback. Last I checked, the guy who won MVP last year, Aaron yeah. Rodgers, ran an offense that was extremely quarterback friendly. Lots of screens, lots of running running the ball with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon and yeah. Jamal Williams a year yeah. ago. Ton of play action, ton of RPOs. That's the NFL. That's where that's where teams are having success right now. So for the Eagles to find that level of success these last two weeks offensively, now it's about just trying to keep that momentum going. All right, speaking of momentum, let's talk a little bit about the defense. They were definitely rolling the momentum from last week into this week. I'm going to get Ike fired up a little bit and talk about T.J. Edwards, who's Ooh, now stacking the games. Yeah, uh, both young linebackers. Listen, yeah. T.J. was flying around today. Uh, each game, seems he seems to be getting more and more comfortable out there. You know, I love his mindset. He, he feels that he's a starter, so it's no big deal to him being out there, you know, give, being given this opportunity. Always seems to make plays, rarely misses tackles, always around the football. And, friend, we watch him on film. He's like a magnet to the ball. He yep. just seems to find where that ball is, and when he gets there, he's there with the intention of delivering pain. Love the way TJ played today. I mean, the play he made on Austin Eckler on, I think it was fourth, fourth down. down. Yep. Yeah, the yep. fourth down play where he had to basically scrape, run to the side. And that's not an easy play to square the running back up and bring him down. What you'll often see is a guy try to grab his waist or what have you, and then the tackler slides off the runner and the runner falls forward for the first down. TJ is able to get there, get squared up in front of him, wrap him up and bring him down. I mean that 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 was like a 2-yard gain on a third and 3. One I mean, thing that's fourth and 3. Yeah, and one thing that's not talked about a lot with linebacker play is angles. And I feel like yes. his angles to yes. the football are always <laughs> pinpoint. He is always where he needs to be. Man, and that's something young fella can watch film and take note of Davion Taylor. Sure. I mean he has all that athleticism and that speed and he's playing fast. Got to play a little more under control. And when you're in the open field, the hardest thing to do in this league is tackle these, these athletes in the open field. Running backs, 
tight ends, wide receivers. They get you one-on-one. They can make you look silly out there. But you brought up TJ, and he does a great job of coming to balance, yep. right? So you get there fast, you get under control, you come to balance, and then you explode into the ball carrier. Once Davion continues to get that experience, uh, man, it's going to be great to watch him out there playing because he has all the phys- physical attributes that you want in a linebacker. And I feel like we're seeing more flashes from Davion yeah. each and every week. He, he nearly had that big stop at the end. Uh, if the, the Chargers hadn't called timeout, uh, that would have been a big play. He had a couple other nice stops in this game. So good to see some good things from number 52. And for Davion Ta- Taylor, too, of course, we're going to see his workload increase. It was already increased today without Eric Wilson now. So only an opportunity for him to grow, especially since T.J. Edwards is playing so well and you have Alex Singleton in that linebacker room with you as well it's a great opportunity for Davion Taylor to develop here in Philadelphia and I mean it really is and you know just stay in that film room continue uh, to get better at the little nuances of the game so you don't have to think as much I can remember being a young player and you're almost like a robot out there you want to remember to go to point A and then the B and then the C and instead of just playing let your instincts take over and once you stop thinking about all the small things and it just become reactionary to you man you're going to see uh, what they saw in this kid when they took him in the third round because like I said there's a lot of physical attributes there that can make him a very good linebacker at this level. He has the size, the speed that you need to play linebacker in today's game. He just has to understand where to be and when to be there. Yeah, I, I thought there were really good examples of quality linebacker play in this game. Obviously, there were a couple of missed tackles on some critical plays, yeah. but guess what? Austin Eckler is a top 10 running back in this <laughs> yes. league. He's going to make you miss <laughs> yes. every once in a while. He is really strong. He's really shifty. Uh, but I thought overall, TJ Edwards, Davion Taylor, I'll, I'll go back through the film tomorrow and, and Ike will as well to get a better sense. But just watching the game live, I was really impressed with both guys. Well, and the defense had two big assignments two weeks in a row. DeAndre Swift last week and then this week, Austin Eckler. And I thought they did a pretty good job both weeks limiting those two players as best as they could. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's what, what we say, friend. You got to get as many hats to the ball as you can. And it's team defense. Uh, and when your linebackers and your front four, they tackle well and they can handle the running backs, it allows those guys on the back end to just strictly worry about the wide receivers and the tight ends. The less they have to worry about coming up to make tackles versus running backs, the better off your pass defense is going to be. I think a lot of people are looking at the completion percentage for opposing quarterbacks and saying that that, that that is an issue. And look, you don't want as many completions consecutively as the Eagles <laughs> right. have given up. But overall, when you play defense the way that they do, the completions are okay, right? I mean, Jared Goff completed how many passes in a row last week? The lines were never in it, right? right. The completions right. are okay. It's about getting bodies to the football and limiting yards after catch and making sure you try and get off the field. The completions are all right. You're trying to prevent the big plays after the catch as well. So that's one thing that they just have to get straightened out. But overall, the, the defense was executing pretty well today. Up front, it looked a little different of a performance than it did last week. Last week, obviously, we saw, saw a ton of sacks, yes. a lot of pressure <laughs> of Jarrett Goff. Um, Justin Herbert had a lot more time in the pocket this week as opposed to Jarrett Goff last week. Dave Spadaro touched on that a little bit. Um, But they still did a great job in terms of making those big stops. You would have liked to see it at the end in that fourth quarter. But that first half, I mean, they had two – they got the ball back two times uh, in fourth down stop situations. So that was huge for that defensive front to kick things off in that way in the first half. And and in two areas where the Chargers could have got points. I mean, so those were big stops on fourth down and I mean listen we, we're going to need a little more from our edge rushers just I mean just to be flat out you're going to need more from the edge rushers you face uh, I have to cut you off we have Nick Sirianni at the podium Nick it looks like you were uh, upset with the official that about the two minute warning after that first and 15 play what was that about after the two oh after the play action to the tight end yeah uh, you know what I'm, I'm actually I, I had I was I was on them a couple times so I'm not re- really sure which one you're talking about but uh, yes it's just the heat of the game sometimes is you, you kind of um, that, that happens sometimes I always I always understand that the officials have a very tough job and that their job is hard too in that uh, um, you know, and it's kind of what, kind of how it goes for full circle. I'll, I'll, I'll recognize that, even though if sometimes I'll get on them, but they did, they have a tough job, and I, they did, they did their job, and they did, they did. I don't, I don't actually. I'm sorry. What was his explanation? It appeared that the offensive lineman 
It was an illegal offensive lineman downfield. downfield. What was the official's explanation? They, you know, I thought it was. They thought it wasn't. And so, I mean, that's the way it goes sometimes. I, you know, with, uh, with that play, we've actually, as our offense, you know, we know we've made strides as a uh, on penalties as our team. We've actually stopped running that play because we didn't think we could um, get that off without our guys being downfield. And so that was my that was my conversation with them. And I have to look at the tape. And and uh, again, I know they have a hard job. And so I'm not I'm not here to criticize them at all. Um, you know, they said they were two yards downfield, which is legal. And so I got to trust that. Uh, and that. On that Justin Chargers Herbert. final drive, what would you have liked your defense to do differently? Um, well, obviously, you want like they, they kept them in the you know third and one, fourth and one. Obviously, you want to be able to get the stop. And um, uh, I thought they did a good job of not jumping off sides. Chargers, you know, uh, I, I thought they were. I would thought they were might uh, kick the field goal after they went the no brainer, but um, they didn't. And then hats off to them. They 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 executed. But anytime anytime you they convert on a short yardage, I mean. I know that the percentages are high on short yardage. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what they are league-wide. But uh, um, you know, obviously, you just want to get a stop in that scenario. And so um, I'll have to look at the tape of, of you know the execution, uh, the call, and everything like that. But you just want to get a stop there in that scenario and give the ball back uh, to the offense. I mean, that's, that's, that's the name of the game, and that's what you, that's what you want to happen in that scenario. For completion uh, percentage for Justin Herbert, did uh, Jonathan uh, mix it up enough uh, to your satisfaction? You know, I, obviously. Anytime you play a quarterback uh, like Justin Herbert, there's no surprise. I think he's a good quarterback. We all know he's a good quarterback. Um, you got to be on your A game, and you got to be, and it, and it starts with us as coaches. And so, and and I'm not going to say you know Jonathan anything because that's you know my name's on that, right? So whatever happens out there on that field, my name's on. Offensively, defensively, I'm not I'm not the offensive coordinator. I'm the head coach. So, um, but again, it's all of us together. So it's it's myself. It's first myself. Um, getting the right calls and putting the players in position, then Jonathan, and then the players executing. And so, um, of course, of course, again, uh, you know, when a guy comes away, he's 84%. You don't, you, you're going to say that we didn't do our job, right? And so, um, we just got to be better. Again, I'll have to go look at the tape and look at all the calls, but um, obviously not good enough uh, uh, by my, starting with myself and, and and by the defense there uh, with the with the pass defense. Yeah, he was up. he was a stud. He was a big time stud. I mean, um, really, I, I got a lot of respect for Brandon Staley. I mean, they were they were they knew we were were moving the ball really well on offense, um, and he and he really he didn't leave anything on it. I'm I'm pretty confident that he didn't leave anything on his call sheet. He started coming with different things, and um, I think they had a blitz zero on on that last play. Jalen Jalen ended up. Uh, you know, we, we all saw that. We ended up getting to a play. Jalen ended up doing great communication to tell everybody what the play was and then just fired a strike to Devontae. But what I think was really, really impressive, obviously that throw was, was really unbelievable um, in the face of some pressure and in the face of, you know, I know that the offense line did a heck of a job just protecting against that blitz zero. But that's, that's, that's advanced football right there, to be able to see what was going on and to be able to get the communication at the line of scrimmage and, and talk and, and everybody on the same page for a 28-yard score, I believe it was. Um, and then just a couple of the drives he made, he just was, he just was really unfazed by um, the scenario. And, and he just showed a lot of poise uh, down seven. There was nothing. Everything in his eyes said, "Put it on me and and let's go. Let's keep running the ball. Let's keep play action it. Let's let's make sure we're converting on third downs." And he made he made some unbelievable plays on third down. That play where he jumped over top and did the flip. And um, I think you know if we would have if we would have won that game, that'd be a play that they showed over Philly for a long time. Uh, but uh, he did a he did a he just he just was really composed. In, uh, in a tight situation. And that's what you want out of your quarterbacks. That's what I've seen out of good quarterbacks in my past. And so um, we definitely got to build on this. There's no secret. Jalen's had good, um, good practice the last two weeks. He's played two good games in a row. And so we just got to go back and, and have, another, have another week like we did last week offensively um, to put ourselves in a position to win next week. How is this to the running game kind of like helps set up Jalen's throwing, especially in the second half, like later in the Yeah, I think uh, when you're running the ball like that, the defenses have to – you know they have to do different things to stop the run, right? Because I think that's when you when you're, I'm not sure exactly what we have. What we have, guys, 170 or something like that. Um, when you're running the ball like that, um, you know again, there's different answers the defense has to come with, right? Because 
you, you just never, as a defense, want to get the ball pushed down your throat. Um, and so um, they, they end up doing different things, which ends up naturally opening up some different some different avenues. So they, I mean, there's a lot of different things they can do. They could blitz a linebacker, leave somebody. Uh, um, alone, you know, one less zone in the secondary. They can knife defenders, knife the nickel, uh, knife the defensive end, which sets up some of your outside zone stuff. So we just have to identify what they're doing um, and then attack from there. And I think our coaches did a nice job, uh, you know, my, uh, you know, with uh, just kind of our offensive coaches did a nice job of seeing what they were doing, communicate what they were doing, so we could get to the uh, answers off of the. Um, off of some of the things that the, the Chargers were doing to us on defense. So good job by the coaches, but even better job by the players executing with the run in the play action game. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to go there. Um, I, I know, you know, uh, he, you guys can ask him if he wants to open up about that. Uh, every conversation I have with players is going to be private and, uh, you know, you know, uh, just but he handled himself like a pro, so I'll let him. I'll let him answer that for him. So your vantage point of, of knowing what he went through this week to watch him go out there today and then play as he did. Yeah, Devontae's on. Uh, I don't. You know, he's just a. Again, I. I don't know exactly everything. You, again, you'll have to ask him, and he can open up that uh, with that. But obviously, I would think that that's going to be on his mind. Um, uh, I'm not in his shoes in that scenario, but uh, you know, it's on his mind. But uh, you know, he. Uh, he, he went out and did his job this week. And uh, again, I, 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 that's what I expect out of Devontae, just because he's just a high character person, high character kid, high, high football character, loves this game, and uh, happy with the way he played today. Hey, what's your I know you want to win games, but what type of growth have you kind of seen over the last couple of weeks, even in this loss, from, from all three units? Sure. Um, you know, I think, I think one thing uh, that as we continued to, sorry about that, guys. We've continued to, to cut down on some self-inflicted wounds. We had some today on uh, some critical scenarios where, where we were going to need to get back and need to go back to the drawing board. But, um, you know, in this league, so many times my experience has been that, um, you know, you, you can lose games instead of win games, right? And so we're, we're, we're trending in the right direction in that. We, we've, we've done offensively, you know, we would like to take the ball away more on defense, um, we, and we're going to continue to strip at it. Those come in bunches when you get it. Offensively, you know, Jalen, starting with Jalen, because the ball touches his hands every every down, um, you know, he, he's done a good job of taking care of the football. Uh, you put yourself, when you take care of the football, you, you, you give yourself a chance to win at least every week uh, when, you're, when you're taking care of the football. But um, so, but we got, you know, Again, we, we got a lot. We got a lot of growing to do still, um, and um, we're just the the formula is is not easy. Uh, the formula of getting better is not easy, but we know what it is, right? It's it's going to work every single day. Uh, you know, we we can go on a run, but what I told the guys is, you know, there is no eight. You know, we don't come in, come in this next week and, and get all eight wins right there. If that's how many games we have left, right? You got to go one and zero each week, and the only way to do that is to is to grow every single day and to and to go to go to work like they went to work last week. And so, um, I do see growth in this football team. I think I think we all see that. Um, and, and we, but we just got to keep we got to keep growing because again, there's no more victories in the in this league, right? A loss is a loss is a loss is a loss, and uh, um, you know that that one hurt, and uh, we got to get back and, and, and get better from this. What do you think your pass rush uh, struggled to get home today? Um, yeah, Herbert does do a good job of getting the ball out, and and, and Allen ha has some good things where he can work the middle of the field. Uh, I've kind of seen that with with him uh, over the years uh, with Keenan. Uh, being able to work the middle of the field, and so um, you know when it's when they're able to get the ball out quick, we got to be able to tighten up uh, with the coverage um, to be able to get Herbert to hold the ball a little bit. They, they did a nice job on a couple boots. Uh, I think they took advantage of a couple things with our defensive ends pinching down, where they did a couple nice things with with boots and getting uh, and getting uh, Herbert on the move. Uh, they had the big long pass to get him on the move right there too, uh, with the long one to to Williams, but. Um, Again, so those are some of the things we gotta gotta be able to fix to be able to get after the passer. All right, I think we got Thanks. What was this week like for you? 
Uh, I mean, first off, I'm heartbreaks for everybody that was involved, the family of the young, young lady that lost her life. But, uh, I mean, it was rough at the beginning. But just coming in every day, being with the guys, they kind of gathered with me, helped me out a lot. So, I mean, at the end of the week, beginning of the week, it was, it was tough. But, I mean, eventually the guys helped me get through it. Um, it kind of gave me a bigger purpose. I mean, just going out there for, I mean, playing for my brother, knowing that he can't play um, right now. So it just kind of gave me a bigger purpose just to go out there. Have you been able to uh, talk, communicate with him in any way? Uh, yeah, I mean, I talked to him. I mean, we, we discussed everything. Um, he's in good spirits. I mean, I'm just glad that he's, he's himself. He, he's gotten himself together, and he's not just down on himself. How were you able to? focus this week? What was your process like? Uh, I mean, once I got on the field, it kind of went away. I mean, I know I had a task at hand. I had to focus on football. So, I mean, once I got on the field, it kind of got away. And who were the people in the building who were, who were sort of helpful to you? Who were the teammates who you leaned on? Um, just everybody. Everybody. I mean, everybody was there for me. Everybody lifted me up. The whole team. Nick talked about how you're a professional. Has that been something that, that has been hard to do this week? Like, has it been hard to do? Football and everything else. Uh, I mean, once you walk on the field, everything that isn't football kind of goes out the window. Honestly, um, it's like you have another headspace out there, and that's what you focus on. On the field, do you think this is the best you played this year, or up there for? I mean, I, I still can grow. Got some things I felt like I could have done better. Um, I mean, just continue to attack. I mean, watch the film, get better from it. passes early on that you, were, you probably, I assume, would have, would have thought you should have had. How, how were you able to kind of overcome them? Um, it was small mistakes, me not looking the ball all the way in, not concentrating. So the whole week I just focused on that, concentrating, looking the ball all the way in. Devontae, it had been a minute since you uh, found the end zone. What have you done to score today, especially after the week? I mean, it's just going out there, just doing my job. I mean, you go out there and when you execute, the ball finds who it's supposed to find. You've had how did the yard with that ball at the seven-yard line, and I guess kind of raced into the I mean, every time I get the ball in my hands, I mean, my intentions are to score. So, I mean, I was there, and I mean, I got in. That, that uh, play at the end of the first half in the, in the end zone, the third down, when, when Jalen threw it to you and, and it was incomplete, did he change that play at the line? Um, no, I mean, it was, it was kind of a dummy check. Um, just kind of throw the defense off. But, I mean, I could, if I would have ran a better route, we would have connected. You think that was on you? Yeah, I mean, I stumbled a little bit in my route. If I wouldn't have stumbled, I would have been where I was supposed to be. Do you think that your uh, relationship at the professional level is growing with Jalen to the point where you can sort of anticipate what each other's going to do? And is it is it progressing, do you think? Yeah, as an offense, I mean, that's what you practice for, day in, day out, just to be with each other, to get better. I mean, the more that you do it, the more you attack it every day, the better the, the offense gets, the better the team gets. Do you feel like this offense has made strides these last two weeks, uh, maybe not throwing as much, but in creating a an identity? Uh, most definitely. I mean, you want to be balanced as an offense where you can do both. And I, I feel like we're getting there. And uh, we're going to continue to chip at that. Why has it been so difficult, <clears throat> so challenging to, to get the quarterback at home? I mean, uh, I mean, every week is different. Um, I think this week they were just getting the ball out so quick, it was kind of hard to um, get to them. Yeah, but I mean, in four games, you guys only have only had one sack at home. I mean, I, don't, I guess we just got to watch the film and see that. I really didn't know that's how it was at home. I mean, it's definitely frustrating. Um, like I said, we got uh, great rushes, so you really don't get a chance to um, show it when he getting the ball out, ball out like that. Were they doing anything different up front that well, you guys had seen on film, the Chargers, uh, uh, in terms of how I they mean, were blocking I feel like every up? week um, people just play us different. Um, so it was a lot of things that they did that we didn't see on film. Could you name a couple things that maybe stood out to you? or? It's, they chip more than usual, middle set. Um, like you say, the ball coming out quicker than we expected. Um, hurry up stuff, just little things. 
there a play or situation from this game as you look back that, that you would want to have back? I mean, it's a lot of plays um, that I feel like we, if we would have uh, did certain things, uh, we could have got off the field. I mean, I definitely um, feel like we um, had some chances on, um, especially that fourth and one that come up big, but we didn't get the job done. After the timeout, did you think they were going to kick the field goal? Keep their uh, I figured they was going to keep the offense um, up. It's fourth and one with the game on the line. Um, I pretty much knew they was going to go for it. Yeah, I definitely did. Because you wanted the defense to play there? Oh, most definitely. I mean, for us, we just got to keep rushing there. Um, hopefully one time he give us a chance and we just make the play. Should there be more I, mean, I ain't the defensive coordinator, so uh, well, I don't really, you know, uh, I don't do things like that, so I just play what I play. Heard from Coach, handful of players. Uh, Devontae Smith obviously had some tough personal questions to answer, but we cannot forget the game that he had today. Uh, I think today was a huge opportunity for him to start getting worked into that offense. We've seen glimpses of him. We've seen, you know, a really good pass and, and you know, the yards he picks up after the catch. Uh, but today I think it was huge for him to start stacking those catches one after another and really being a difference maker in some of these drives. Yeah, young fella uh, is getting better little by little each week. He's learning that in the NFL, it's a lot harder. you got to update your resume every weekend. These veteran corners, whether you've heard of them or not, they are studying you um, for hours. They're studying your moves. They're studying what you struggle with, what, what you like as far as a receiver. And you're going to have to come out there with something to counter that each week. And I think that's what Devontae is learning through his first season as a wide receiver. The natural ability is there. It's the reason why he was the best receiver in college football last year. He doesn't drop balls typically. Uh, he is fluid when running routes. He can certainly get open with the subtle moves that he uses. Um, my next step for Devontae is going to be working that middle of the field. And I'm not saying he needs to be an Anquan Bolden or any type of big physical type of receiver, but eventually they're going to know that he likes to go from the hash to the sideline, and that's all they have to defend. So eventually DBs will start to cheat routes when covering him. He's going to have to add that next element to his game, which is working that middle of the field, yards after the catch, running across the field, things of that, things of that nature. But I love everything that, that we've seen from him. I was a little concerned um, about his size and whether or not durability would be a factor. But, man, it hasn't even been a question all year long. He's been uh, ready to go every week. No question. I think when you look even at him as a blocker, we saw that last week <laughs> yeah, in the run game, yeah. him getting after it. He's yeah. going to try and make his presence felt yep. no matter what kind of game it is. So if it's a, a running game, hey, I, I'm going to give my effort. I give my 100% effort on the perimeter. Uh, we had him mic'd up this past week. So you can go that. check that out that uh, on PhiladelphiaEagles.com yeah. and all the Eagles digital channels. So you saw him getting after it in the run game. But we know when the ball's there to be made, when the play's there to be made, he more often than not is going to go out and make the play representative from the other side of the ball, Javon Hargrave. We talk about him every week on this show. We give him his praise, but I think we don't talk enough about the difference maker he has become on this defense, especially losing Brandon Graham in the beginning of the season was huge. Javon Hargrave did not skip a beat, and he week in and week out proves to be just such a great addition to this team. Yeah, now he's getting the extra attention. <laughs> now, yeah. now, when they game plan for this Eagles front four, particularly that interior part of the uh, defensive line with Fletcher and Javon, you know, those guys are going to see a lot of attention. They just are. And that's why when you get the edge rushers going, it's going to free it up for those guys in the middle. You know, no need to be alarmed that we aren't hearing Javon's name as much as we were in the first six, seven weeks of the season uh, he's still giving the same effort. He's still being disruptive. Uh, they just now are aware of where he's at, particularly on passing downs. Yeah, and to me, just looking at the, the pass rush in this game, just not good enough, right? I, really, the only time I can remember Justin Herbert being hit 
was on that penalty that was the roughing the passer but on Steven yeah. Nelson, right? So the, the pass rush just has to be better. Uh, and that's not just on the defensive line. That's a full defensive thing because as Hargrave pointed out, uh, you know, if the ball's coming out early, well, then the things have to change in order to prevent that ball from always coming out super, super fast. And so just overall, the rush has got to be a little bit better. And third down, I mean, we talked about it uh, in, the, in the open here on the show, was just offensively on third down, uh, some of the issues the Eagles had, they still led to success, but process versus results, you have that kind of discussion. Defensively, that's second to last drive. We talked about those last two drives. They were just unable to get off the field. That's second to last drive. The Eagles faced three third downs on defense. You had the Darius Slay penalty. Brian, like, I have to cut you off. Yep. We're actually going to stick with the defense. TJ Edwards at the podium. Uh, you were kind of sitting in front of Nick when I think something happened with the crowd. Did you see what happened there uh, as Nick was walking into the tunnel? No, I had no idea. Um, yeah, no, I have no idea what happened there. Didn't know anything was going on, to be honest with you. DJ, you guys had, you, you held them to, you know, seven, 16 points midway through the third. And, uh, you know, what happened from that point forward? Yeah, um, I mean, at the end of the day, we just, we didn't make enough plays. Um, and I can always speak, you know, defensively and special teams-wise. Um, you know, we didn't make enough plays to win the game. Um, I thought we were in position at times, and um, it just comes down to the details of things. And I thought... You know, every all the guys gave just so much effort. You know, we put so much into it, and um, you know, to, to fall short uh, for this one, it, it hurts for sure. The uh, play where you had the tackle on third, uh, to, on third and whatever yeah. it was, uh, short of the first down. What did you think of the uh, of the spot on that play? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, we got to play the down no matter where the ball is, and um, just keep rolling. We can't really focus on you know complaining or. Anything like that, we have to get ready for the for the next play. That's not really that's not our call, and that's not what this team does is complain about the external factors. We just get ready to go and play the next snap. On the fourth down, towards the end, yeah. can you kind of describe what was going on and, and like how close you guys think you might have come to stopping them? Yeah, on the sneak you're talking about. Yeah, um, you know I thought. Uh, at first, I thought we had it. You know, it was it got such good push. You know, when you got Fletch and Hargrave and. Um, all the big dudes up there, it's, they're hard to move. So I thought, again, man, it was, it was so close. It was so tight. And that's kind of how it kind of went most of the game. We just we didn't make that one play to um, stop the drive or um, things like that. So obviously it's disappointing, but um, no, no give up on this team at all. What happened on the play a couple of plays later when Eckler burst through? Um... Yeah, uh, just kind of like an uh, outside zone where they kind of uh, winded it back a little bit. and. You know, obviously, just good execution by them, and um, again, it just comes down to those plays that you know we got to make, not myself included. You know, and obviously, I wish a couple that I could have had back for sure, but um, I thought we just battled all game and, and fought to the very end. So, I mean, you got to you know hold your head high on that. Were there adjustments made after Herbert was completing so many passes? I think he completed 23 of 24 at one point. Yeah, I mean, we knew that. Um, you know, he just he does a good job of getting the ball out quick and. Um, Obviously, they've got great weapons all around them in terms of receivers in the back and tight ends. So, yeah, I mean, they just, you know, obviously they came out and hit a couple out routes and, and things like that, but nothing that we weren't prepared for or ready for. So, um, again, man, it, it just comes down to making those those couple plays that we needed. On the final fourth and one, after they called the timeout, did you think they would stay on the field with their offense? Yeah, yeah. Um, we kind of knew going into it that even if, you know, we got to stop on – you know, third and third and two, third and three. That fourth and fourth down, they were going to go for it. So we were we were ready for it. But um, I mean, we just we, we fought so hard on all those fourth downs. They were so close, you know. So we just got to get that that extra push, that extra play, and um, they'll come. You know, I'm I'm confident for sure. You were talking off the field on the first two fourth downs. Yeah. On that final drive, I know the distance was a, was a was a, a difference, but I guess was there anything else that was there with those fourth downs in the final drive? No. I mean, you know, I mean, you guys saw like we had a couple fourth downs that it was, I mean, it was so close, you know, inches, I'd say. So um, that's that's what you want to do. You want to challenge those plays. You want to make them think about going for the next one. And um, we just, we didn't make the stops when, when we needed to. Yeah, I mean, um, they're again, they're really good blockers, so you have to count for them in the run game. And then uh, they do a good job of kind of holding their block and sneaking out late. 
Um, so it's just kind of comes down to eye discipline and um, things like that. I mean, again, it's a really good football team with a lot of good weapons on it, so you have to account for a lot of people. Um, and I thought we had a, a great scheme coming in, a great uh, great execution for most part. We just, just those those couple plays, man, we needed them. TJ, watch. Yeah, I mean, I thought when we it was the right time, uh, we, we sent pressure and we had looks that, you know, we had to get out of pressure because it's not the right look to, to run those blitzes. So, um, again, I thought schematically we were we were ready to go. We were prepared. We had a great week of practice. It's just, it just comes down to executing on those big-time plays that we need. DJ, what does this team need to do over the next eight weeks to make you guys feel like you guys have built something for the future? Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, obviously these are, these are really tough losses, and we've – been through a couple of them, um, but when we get back in the building tomorrow, we'll get right right into it. We'll get our corrections. You feel no type of quit, no type of uh, discouragement. Obviously, disappointed and, and frustrated, but there's no give up on anybody. Um, I think we have such good leaders on this team who, who hold people accountable and and also make sure that everybody's on the same page. So we'll, I'm sure we'll come in tomorrow. We'll have the the music bumping in the weight room, and we'll get right back to it. Thanks. Appreciate you guys. Jalen, how tough was it watching? Uh that, that last draft from the sideline and, and knowing that you wouldn't have time? Um, it's, it's very tough. You know, I think, I think for me, I'm, I always look at it, uh, what, what could I have done better to, to change the outcome of the game? And that's, that's how I look at it all the time. Um, you look at every opportunity you have um, and taking advantage of every, every opportunity. Um, and there are some, some opportunities that, you know, whether it was a perfect situation or not, whether it was perfect, um, you know, pocket or not, or, or whatever it was, I, I didn't make the play um, early in the game. You know, and th those are the things that are on, on my mind right now. Um, things that I didn't do um, to help this team win football games. So, uh, win this football game, excuse me. So, um, it hurts. It hurts to see another team go out there and not be in your hands um, in the end of the game um, to, to go out there and win it. Um, that, that's why you play the game. That's why uh, you play this position, really, to, to have it in your hands, to go in it. Um, and, you know, in the end, put ourselves in a good situation, good position to obviously go tied and continue to, you know, continue to keep it a game. Um, but ultimately, in the end, we didn't get the ball back and um, we didn't get the opportunity to go out there and store, score. So uh, it's a really good football team we just played. Um, a lot of respect for, for Justin Herbert. Um, guy that came out the same year I did, and a lot of respect for him, a lot of respect for the team. Specifically, which play are you referring to? Is that was that the throw to Devontae in the end zone? I have two. Um, not, I, I was expecting something else. Ended up getting out of the pocket um, and made a made a throw, kind of backpedaling. Maybe I didn't need to do that. Ended up leading him too much. Um, I mean, it's it's, it's a miss, it's a missed opportunity in my eyes. Um, and, then I think about the, the the opening drive, I believe, to Dallas Goddard. Um, couldn't really follow through my throw. Um, couldn't finish through it. But um, maybe I could have, you know, got deeper in the pocket, um, knowing that, you know, bringing five, um, kind of hard to block man on man sometimes. Um, and you know, it's just, it's, just it's, it's, some, it's, it's something, again, that, I, that I'm going to learn from. Um, but you know, I, I look at it as a missed opportunity for me. Regardless of, of, you know, <laughs> the late game um, and, what, and what that looks like and, you know, putting us in a position to go win, it's about what you didn't do. You've been asked a lot about identity, offensive identity. Do you feel like through these last two weeks that you guys are getting closer to what you can be a week-to-week -week winning team? Um, clearly, we're, you know, I, I, think, I think we've taken steps throughout the year. I think we've grown. I think we've... Um, I've said it. I think we've communicated better from coach to player. I think we've had better conversations, and we, we, we've become to be, to be on the same page um, on a more consistent page, uh, basis. And um, it's going out there and it's showing. Um, you know, in a game like that, you know, third downs, third downs are critical. Third downs are critical. Uh, both teams are doing well, running the ball um, efficiently, uh, passing it efficiently. Um, came down to a third down game and some um, some opportunities early in the game that we didn't take advantage of. Defense made um, two great stops on fourth down and that's something we have to capitalize on. Um, 
It's a lot to learn from, but, but again, a great football team we just played. Um, and the biggest thing I take away from this is, is coming out fast and, and taking, a, taking advantage of the opportunities we have. I have no doubt in my mind at the end of the game that the plays are going to be made to win the game, you know. But we got to take advantage of them early. Satisfied with the flow of the offense though these last two weeks, the fact that you've been able to show a lot of balance. I mean, is, is that something you can take? Obviously, you want to win, but is, is that making progress in that way? I think you said it there in the end. You know, um, I'm not satisfied with losing. Um, I never will be, as long as I'm here on this earth. You know, so we have to find ways to come out. We have done it, but been doing it consistently. Doing it consistently. There's an urgency around here. There's a want to around here. There's an effort around here. Doing it consistently, coming out and dominating from, from the jump um, and taking advantage of the opportunities we have. You, know, you go against the best of the best in this league. Um, and when you have those opportunities, you have to take advantage of them. And that's something that I've learned you know, in, in this young um, beginning time for me. Um, what was your Go ahead. A few moments ago, you said regardless of the way you played late in the game, but that, that final drive you had still happened. What do you think you showed or proved on, the, on that final offensive draft? You know, it's, it's not about none of that. It's not about none of that. I expect to, to do those things. I also expect to come out and start fast. Um, do the things I need to do early in the game. Um, we're looking at a potential 10-point 10, 10 differential in the game, um, maybe 14. So the stuff in the, the, stuff in the end, that, that's uh, – I mean, I expect that to happen. My coaches expect that to happen. Coach Sirianni has all the trust in me to, 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 to go out there and do those things. Um, but what – I came here and I said, what could I have done better from the jump? Um, and what are the opportunities that I didn't take advantage of as a quarterback of this team? Um, good, bad, and different. And I, I want to be better, and I, and I, and I got to be better in the end. We have to be better as a group, but I, mean, I hold myself to a very high standard. What was, your, what was your vantage point of what Devontae went through this week and then also what he did today? You know, obviously, I have a lot of love for Devontae. Um, Love him like a brother. Um, I have a lot of love for Henry Ruggs as well. I love him like a brother. I'm a Bama brother. And it's tough to, um, for all of us to experience what we experienced this week and how tragic of a situation it was. <clears throat> um, but we're, we're our warriors and we all, we, we all see it through, you know. Devontae made some big-time plays today, um, and he'll, he'll continue to do that for us. Do you feel like the chemistry between you and Devontae really has kind of taken off, like especially in the second half of this, this game? I, th I think it's, you know, when you got to make a play, the, the plays have to be made. And, uh, you know, it's a situation in that game. We, we had to make those plays to, to stay in it, um, and we made them. And everybody has the confidence in everybody. Um, Devontae made the plays in the end, but it, I mean, it wasn't enough. Uh, none of it was enough to win. So I'll say it again, um, you take away something from this, coming out from, from where it said go, first quarter, taking advantage of every opportunity and being consistent in that and ma maintaining that throughout the, the course of the game. Um, if we do that, um, we're... <laughs> I already know we're a good football team, but our, our record will reflect on what type of team we know we are. So it's all about winning. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. That was your quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Touched on a bunch of different things from today's performance. As always, Jalen Hurts always stands up there like a leader, takes responsibility for the things that didn't go well. Um, but things that went right today, a lot of that is because of his performance. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I know it's tough for Jalen because you think about the one or two plays that you wish you could have back, and that's what's sticking in his head. We, we've mentioned it. He mentioned it. So you know he's thought about those two plays. And in a game like this, 
those are the types of plays that won't leave your head because you know that it's going to be one or two plays that's going to either win or lose this game. And I don't think those plays lost the game for the Eagles. Don't make no mistake about that. But as a competitor and him as a quarterback, he knows there's only so many of those opportunities he's going to get, and he wants to capitalize on them. And so leaving the pocket a little bit early and throwing off his back foot to Devontae, he, he diagnosed that correctly. That's exactly what happened there. You got to be able to step into that throw. He wasn't able to do it. I don't even blame him for the Dallas Goddard play. Um, I know he wants to make a better throw there, but he did have a little pressure uh, in his face, and I'm not sure he was able to follow through with that throw like he would have wanted to. But even he gave us a coaching point there, which I'm pretty sure he got on the sideline, which is he could have took his drop a little deeper if you know you're about to get some pressure on you just to give yourself a little more time to make that throw. But Jalen is aces, man. He, he, He stands up there, doesn't point the finger at anyone else. We know he's all about winning. He doesn't care about individual stats. Uh, He has the right mindset and temperament you need to lead the football team. And after tough losses like this, um, I know he puts a lot of it on himself, but I also know that he's going to be the first one in the building tomorrow getting things corrected, looking at the film, and making sure he sets the tone for this week coming up. And what does that tell you about the offensive mentality in that room? Because uh, Jalen Hurts has asked, hey, what's going through your mind when the the offense is, the, the Chargers offense is moving the ball down the field and you guys are sitting on the sideline watching? He said, he's referring back to plays that happened in the first quarter. Yeah. Devontae Smith has asked, hey, what, what was in your mind when Jalen missed you in the end zone? He's like, well, Jalen didn't miss me. I stumbled. I, I messed up the route. Uh, you know, that's why that ball's incomplete. If I don't stumble out of the break, that's a touchdown. So all those guys are always thinking, what can I do better? Yep. What, not like, what did, what did other guys around me mess up? How did, how did they cost us to lose this game? What could I have done to help us get the W today? And I think it speaks to the mentality of some of the youngest players on this team. Well, speaking of those young players, we've been talking a lot about Devontae Smith. So earlier today, Fran broke down a big catch he made to set up that Jordan Howard touchdown earlier in the game in this week's Rico Review. Well, let's take a look at one of the biggest completions on the day for quarterback Jalen Hurts. This one off play action in the first half. Jalen Hurts to Devontae Smith. And it's from a look that should be very familiar if you've been paying attention to this Eagles offense over these last couple weeks. You're going to see Jalen Hurts under center. And one of the big plays that we've seen over these last couple weeks has been Hurts under center running what are basically three level stretches where you're going to have a receiver working vertically down the field another receiver in the flat and it's typically been number 88 Dallas Goddard running into the intermediate area that's gonna be a little different here on this play because what you're gonna have instead is you're gonna have Quez Watkins who's lined up off screen as a wide receiver he's gonna run vertically on this play and you're gonna get Devontae Smith working across the field in the intermediate area and Jordan Howard Running underneath, he's going to occupy this underneath defender, that linebacker here, off play action. We're going to let this run here. You're going to see Jalen Hurts drop back. There's the run fake. He's going to hold that linebacker underneath, and Devontae Smith is going to work into the void, wide open for a 27-yard completion. This helps set up the Jordan Howard touchdown to get the Eagles on the board in the first half. A big part of this Eagles offense over these last couple of weeks, Jalen Hurts under center, pair with the run game. Now you get all that play action. Jalen Hurts to Dallas Goddard has been a huge connection over these last couple weeks. In this game, we saw to Devontae Smith a huge completion in the first half to get the Eagles on the board. Big part of this Eagles offense. There's a new way for Eagles fans to get a recap of each game. Check out our voice app on Alexa and Google devices. For more information, visit PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash voice. Now is your chance to vote for the Toyota Player of the Week. Go to PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash Toyota Player of the Week to cast your vote and get a chance at a brand new Toyota. All right, guys, here we go. Our three nominees kicking things off with our running back, Jordan Howard, his third rushing touchdown in two games. There he is, 17 attempts for 71 yards. Next up, quarterback Jalen Hurts. He was 11 for 17, 162 yards and a touchdown. Played a pretty clean game and a little somersault to cap things off. Devontae Smith, here he is. Five receptions for 116 yards and a TD. What a game from the rookie. All right, guys, what do we think? Well, I would like to go ahead. I mean, I would give it to the the offensive line. (laughs) Offensive line. Because of the running game today, I would have given it to the offensive line. 
Jordan Howard, one touchdown. Can't give it to him this week. Got to go Devontae. Got to right? right. go Devontae Smith. Uh, I agree. Week. I think Devontae Smith uh, absolutely earns And I believe this will be his first ever uh, Toyota game ball. So we'll wow, I believe really? this will be his first ever if he were to win. Good for the young guy. <laughs> All right, we're going to keep things moving and head to our Jamison nightcap. All right, next week, the Eagles hit the road. They're heading to Denver, playing the Broncos at 425 p.m. Uh, the Broncos are currently 5-4. and four. Their quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, he put on a show today. They destroyed the Cowboys. Okay, doesn't look like it too much from that score. The Cowboys scored their 16 points all in the fourth quarter. Big task at hand for the Eagles. This will actually, fun fact, be their last time on a plane this yeah. season. Yeah, huge. Um, wow, I felt better about this game uh, <laughs> prior to today. This morning when you woke up. Right, right, right. And Denver went out there and played the way they did in Dallas. So I'm sure they're going to be feeling good. They're still in the playoff hunt like a lot of teams are. Won't be an easy game next week for the Eagles, but certainly a winnable game. Denver's one of those young teams that they show flashes. They play well one week, and then they look like they're a young team the following week. So we'll see how the Broncos are able to handle prosperity from an unexpected win today versus the Dallas Cowboys. The Eagles, sure, they're going to get on that plane with the intentions of coming back with a W. They blitz a ton. That defense, one of the oh, highest doing... volume blitzing okay. teams in the NFL. What I will say selfishly, and just give you a little bit like a peek behind the curtain here, producing Eagles game plan this week. I was looking ahead late last week to the Denver Broncos. Not a lot of juice, right? They just trade Von Miller. Right. They've had yeah. some injuries. So I'm like, I don't know what we're going to talk about. They go and beat up the Cowboys. Now we got plenty to talk about this week on Eagles game plan. So uh, excited for this week of prep for sure. All right, well, the Broncos beat the Washington football team. Then they just beat the Cowboys. So it's up to the Eagles to go in there and represent the NFC East next week. That kicks off at 425. But from us here on the desk, we'll have you covered immediately following the game. I'm Gabriella DiGiovanni for Fran Duffy and Ike Reese. We'll see you next time.